0: We are beginning this evening a series entitled, Receiving and Ministering Healing. Amen. 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 Healing is a big, was a big part of the ministry of Jesus as He walked the earth. And Him being the same yesterday, today, and forever, it still is a big part of what He wants done in the earth. If He spent a a large portion of His ministry ministering healing then we should don't you think if he emphasized healing we should emphasize healing sometimes people try to act like well you know the world's changed people have changed so ministry should change with the people no (laughs) no god hasn't changed the word hasn't changed the devil hasn't changed human needs haven't really changed so uh I want you to look, please, in um, Matthew. Let's find three openings, and then we'll we'll pray and, and get right into the Word. Matthew, the eighth chapter, and Luke, the fifth chapter, and Mark, the first chapter. Can you find all that? Matthew eight. Luke 5 and Mark 1. The direction I believe we should go in talking about healing, I mean, there's numerous things to teach and talk about, but this kind of, not kind of, but exactly even today, coincides with our Bible reading. And we here at Faith Life Church read our New Testament. Amen. 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 Am I right or am Amen. I right? Amen. Yeah. I mean, we read our chapters every day. Amen. Somebody say every day. every day. Every day. Monday through Friday, we read one chapter out of the New Testament. Now, if you want to read something else besides that, you help yourself. Go. Read all of Isaiah. Read you know, a whole nother book. But we, we read that chapter every day. And uh today we finished reading what? Mark two. Mark 2. And so Monday we'll begin reading Mark 3. If you haven't been reading with us, please, please, for your sake, for your spouse's sake, for your family's sake, Amen. for your friends' sake, for your fellow people on the planet, read your scripture and get faith in you amen and yeah. and so that you'll have strength to deal with things it, it just helps you beyond what you even understand yeah. read it out loud right. amen. amen i know phyllis and i we we enjoy we sit down and uh a lot of times on our porch and and uh this this nice weather and and we'll read our our chapter and and then we'll talk about some of the things we, you know we'll of course both of us being ministers. Uh, We'll see something when we read a verse and we'll go, well, look at there, you know, and, and then we'll, we'll discuss it. Well, what you're doing, you're feeding your spirit. But you don't rush it. Don't, don't say, well, I gotta hurry up and read my scripture before I go, you know. Don't, don't do that. Uh, be able to sit down. Uh, not rushed. Not distracted. This is not just a matter of doing something the church is doing. This is honoring God. You don't throw your Bible around you. You lay it out and you, Turn your page at the right place. Amen. Pray just a quick prayer before you start reading. Say, Lord, thank you for the word. Thank you. Open our eyes to see good things from your word. Quicken us inside and feed our spirit and and feed our faith. Remind us of what you've shown us from it in times past and show us new things we haven't seen. We receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's start reading. Make an effort to pronounce the words and enunciate clearly. I'm talking about honoring the word. Amen? Amen. Not a a rush. Honor the Word of God. Now, I I know it may sound like I've just harped on this, but it is so important. It is so vital to your your Christian life. There's no way to be a good Christian without being a person of faith. Christianity is called the faith. There's no way to be a person of faith and you don't feed on the Word. Faith comes from hearing the Word. But we just read the first lesson in our reading yesterday and today, that I I believe we should look at. We're going to begin going over the individual accounts of healing in the, the four gospel accounts, in the ministry of Jesus. There are only about 19 individual accounts of healings that are recorded. In Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Now it it seems like more than that. Because just like I've got you holding three places there. Well, three authors record the same healing. You might think it's three healings, but it's the one. Now there are numerous places where we're told that many were healed. Right? Or all were healed. But it doesn't give you any details about what was wrong with them. And what they did. And what Jesus did. Or how He ministered to them and how they received. How many know that the Lord is the same yesterday, today, and forever? If it worked like this for these folk then, it'll work the same. Exactly the same for us right now. Do you believe that? So we're going to, to look carefully at each one of these individual accounts of healing as the Lord would lead us. And we're studying and believing the Lord to reveal to us... How to receive a healing. And So if you have had challenges in your body. Attacks, problems, symptoms. Then uh, you're in a good place. Amen. Now if you want to keep your sickness. You should probably leave. Yeah. <laughs> because it's in danger right now. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. Amen. Healing anointing already in this place. Amen. Because God's a healer. He's here. He'll heal anywhere. He'll heal you on a bar stool. He'll heal you under a car working on a transmission. Amen. He'll heal you at the sink. It's not just the geographical place. It is faith. People that believe. Now it's interesting to note. And I may go into some more detail about this later. But of those 19 Individual cases, 10, 10 of the 19, the individual's faith was specifically referred to. That's the majority. And several of the others, the faith wasn't specifically mentioned in the text, but it's obvious. You can see in here. Now, there are a few cases where it wasn't the individual's faith. We'll talk about that too. But the majority of the people, are you listening to me now? The majority of the people healed under Jesus' ministry were healed through their own faith. Their faith was a determining factor. If it was that way then, what do you think now? Be the same. You remember what I'm talking about? Places like it said, you know, your faith has made you whole. Your faith has healed you. As you have believed, so be it done to you. Jesus told people that. Right? That means their faith was a determining factor. Well, that's the way it was with Jesus' ministry. That's the way, you know, all of our ministry today, all healing ministry, all deliverance ministry, all people getting saved, that is a, a continuation and an extension of Jesus' ministry Amen. in all of our ministry. Amen. Amen. Every every legitimate church, every legitimate ministry is an extension and part of Jesus' ministry in the earth today. Amen. Did Jesus heal when he walked the earth? Yep. Does he still heal today? Well, is his ministry still going on today? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's going on through his body, through his church. So this, and I'm not necessarily giving you these in chronological order of how they occurred. I don't know that we know that. There are records Of which one was recorded first. They think. But uh, again. Scholars debate these issues. We're not even interested in that. That won't get you healed. Will it? You know. Bless people's hearts. They can get so confused. And I I had a fellow one time. He was near death's door. And he came to healing school. And he wanted help. And he sat through the whole uh, session one day. And came at the end. wanting to know who I thought the Antichrist was. (laughs) I just told him, I said, brother, that's the least of your problems. Amen. You need to forget about the Antichrist and think about the Christ. Right. Amen. Focus on the anointed one and his anointing. Well, what, well, what about this? And What about this dispensation? And, and where did Cain get his wife? And, and, and what about this? And, and, and this is sad. So many folk are focused on Job's boils, Paul's thorn in the flesh. Timothy's stomach, Trophimus left at Miletum, (laughs) Hezekiah's poultice. (laughs) I've heard most of them. (laughs) And it's sad that that Christians have more faith in Job's boils and Paul's thorn than they do Jesus' stripes. Don't even understand. What about Job's boils? Hmm? It's amazing how people could read or not read, just hear about Job, what, 42 chapters of pain and strain, and I guess I'm like poor old Job. Hey, you didn't read. You didn't read the punchline. You didn't read the end of the book. Job got healed. Yes. Well, I'm just like poor old Job. Glory to God. Job got healed and had twice as much as he had before the attack began. And he was a multi-billion with a B. Multi-billionaire before the attack. Go back and study it. Do, Do some adding. Get your calculator out. He was the richest man, the most powerful man in the whole area, the East. Scholars tell us that probably the whole ordeal of Job happened in less than a year, they speculate. Maybe eight months. Job had a bad year. He had a rough year. But what's the punchline? He, You know, he prayed for his friends and the Lord turned his captivity and added to him twice. Twice. Double. What he had lost. Which was very significant. Amen. 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 Next time somebody hollers about poor old Job. You look at him and go. I'm like Job. Well glory to God. You're a blessed man. The ministry of Jesus. You might want to write this statement down. Keep it in your thinking. Without going to the, the scripture in John 14. Jesus told the disciples. He said if you have seen me. You have seen the Father. Right? Jesus said, I only, I do always those things that please Him. How many believe that Jesus only did the will of the Father in His life and in His ministry? And He said, If you've seen Me, you have seen the Father. Now that doesn't mean He is the Father. Too many scriptures that prove otherwise. Did you hear me? What does that mean? Everything that Jesus said and did is a direct revelation of the will of God for all men for all time. I want to say that again. I want you to think about it. Everything Jesus said and did, as is recorded in these writings, everything he said and did is a direct revelation of the will of God for all People, all men, for all time. If we see him heal somebody, what are we looking at? We're looking at the revealed will of God for all people, for all time. Everything he preached everything he if he delivered somebody, if he told somebody something, if he ministered to some, everything we see in Matthew, Mark, and Luke and John is the revealed will of God. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So when we're looking at these accounts, we're looking at the revealed will of God for all people for all time. Do you still have your scriptures, Matthew 8? Luke 5 Mark 1? Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your word. We honor your word. We respect your word. Thank you for the Holy Spirit, whom you've sent to indwell us, to be our guide and teacher and helper. He's in us. He's on us. He's among us. Help us to yield to him, to you. Give us eyes that see and ears that hear, hearts open and receptive. Thank you. We believe that you send your word and heal And that healing is working in bodies even now. And that your word will come off the page and and be manifest and be made flesh in human bodies in this place. And from people who hear on the tapes. We give you the glory and we give you the praise and we say we'll receive your word and we'll not be hearers only but doers. In Jesus name, Amen. This first account of healing in the ministry of Jesus that we're going to deal with is the healing of the leper. It's recorded in these three places that I have you holding, and I want us to read all three of them. It's just a few verses. The reason I'm doing so is because oftentimes Matthew would say something that Mark and Luke didn't say. Luke will say something that Matthew and Mark didn't say, and really to get the whole picture, you, you put it all together. So Matthew 8. Are you there? Verse 1, when he, Jesus, was come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Tell me what we're looking at. Huh? The revealed will of God. Amen. For all people for all time. Jesus said to him. See that you tell no man. But go your way. Show yourself to the priest. And offer the gift that Moses commanded. For a testimony unto them. Now go to Luke 5. And let's read Luke's account of this healing. Same healing. Just... uh. How the Lord gave it through Dr. Luke. Luke was a physician. In Luke 5. And verse 12. It came to pass. When he was in a certain city. Behold a man full of leprosy. See Matthew didn't say that. He just said he was a leper. But Dr. Luke wants to be more exact. About his condition. You'll find that in, in uh, Luke's account of the gospel. The reason I, I correct that is because there's only one gospel. You understand? Sometimes we say Mark's gospel, Luke's gospel. When there's only one gospel, there's Matthew's account, if you want to say it that way. But really, it was the Holy Ghost through Matthew. But uh Dr. Luke, you know, you'll see this as we look at these other healings. He gives descriptors. For their conditions. And he talks about levels of the problem. He's a doctor. Full of leprosy. He said the man was. An advanced condition. Who seeing Jesus fell on his face. And besought him saying. Lord if you will. You can make me clean. And he put forth his hand. And touched him. Saying I will. Be thou clean. And immediately the leprosy departed from him. And he charged him to tell no man, but go and show yourself to the priest, and offer for your cleansing, according as Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. But so much the more went there a fame abroad of him, and great multitudes. Now here, how many is great multitudes? So we see an individual get healed. He's about to tell us about great multitudes getting healed. Well, the feeding of the 5,000, you know, the men were 5,000 plus the women and children, probably at least 10, maybe 15,000. That's called a multitude, a great multitude. Well, what would be multitudes? Multitude be thousands of people. What would be multitudes? What would great multitudes? That would be a whole heap of folks. Right? <laughs> Many. <laughs> thousands, right? Scores of thousands maybe. Tens of thousands or more. They had some big crowds. Thousands of people and, and then tens of thousands of people. Thousands of people came together to what? To hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. Oh, I like that. what they come to do? They wanted to be healed, but what's the first thing they came and did? Heard. Is it important to hear if you want to be healed? Yeah, because you're healed through your faith. And how does faith come? Was does Roman 10 say? Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. And it didn't work any different in Jesus' ministry. When the people came, they wanted to be healed. First thing they did is do what we're doing right now. Amen. 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 Sit down and hear the word. And as they heard the word, faith came up in them. And they got healed. Their faith made them whole. How many believe that can happen in these services? Just like it happened out on these hillsides. Because he's the same. Amen. His word still produces the same results we'll go back then to mark's account mark chapter 1 and let's begin to talk about some detail we said we're seeing the revealed and the manifested will of god in this man being healed and we are learning how to receive a healing did this man get healed he was How many believe this man really lived? A real man lived on this day just as surely as Jesus was in Israel and was here in the earth on that day. And this man was leprous, very ill, might be uh, considered incurable. And how many believe he was cleansed? He was made whole and healed. It's not a fairy tale. Uh, not, not just a type. Not a simile. It really happened. How many believe it really happened? Good, I got believers in here. Good. Amen. How many are glad that that the Lord healed this man? And he still heals today, just like this. Hallelujah. In Mark, the first chapter, Mark 1, verse 40. There came a leper to him, beseeching him and kneeling down to him. Now, let's let's stop right there. This man was a leper. Now, it's uh, different ideas about what exactly he had. Even today, there's different things that people call leprosy. But Leviticus 13 and 14 in the Old Testament goes into great detail about leprosy, about how to identify it, and about uh, when, it's, uh, sh- when the person should be quarantined, and when they should not, and when it's serious, and when it's not. But uh, different Bible scholars bring these things up. One individual says this. He says uh, it's caused by a certain thing. He said it's characterized by the formation of nodules. That spread. Causing loss of sensation. And deformity. Uh, another one says. Uh, most likely includes severe types of psoriasis. And it's very obvious from uh, Leviticus. That it was problems in the skin. Severe problems. And uh, it included things like boils. And uh, this this thing says nodules. Which would be. Lumps, growths, whatever. This says it is an infectious disease characterized by sores, scabs, spots beneath the skin. Suffice it to say, it was an awful thing and is. There, there are people who have leprosy in, in the earth today. Awful, awful disease. Deforming disease. One of the things that in, in modern Cases of leprosy that we call leprosy today. People lose nervous sensitivity. They can't feel. They might, the, the people will sit on a hot stove and not even know it. They'll turn their foot and break a bone and walk on it for a week. And, and how many of that's, this, this stuff is of the devil? Yeah. Yeah. You understand leprosy is not of God. Do you understand that? Yeah. When God created Adam and Eve in the garden, there was no leprosy in the garden is that right if God had wanted leprosy he would have created some in the garden right if he had wanted deformity he would have created Adam and Eve with a squint in one eye and deformed organs right I mean but how many believe he made them perfect the Bible said he looked at everything he had made and behold it was very good you don't look at cancer and say behold that's very good you don't look at, you know, deformities and, and things like this, infectious sores and boils and skin problems and say that's very good. It's not very good. It's not a blessing of God. It's not of God. I know some folk preach something different, but what does the Bible say? What does the scripture say? Sickness is not the will of God. Did you hear me? I know it's in the earth. So is sin. Sin's not the will of God either. Right? But uh, how could, you know, God created man in his own likeness and image. I think it would have been interesting if we would have been standing there when God created Adam. He formed him out of the dust of the earth and put spirit and breath into him. And he stood up and he's a living conscious spirit. And he got the scripture said God made him in his own likeness. An image, and the angels bound have been going, God, he looks like you. How many believe God's perfect? Is he sitting on the throne with any sores or boils? Any deformities, any deformities? No, see, see, why do you say no so strong? Because you, you cannot associate that with God's person. And yet thousands or millions of Christians associate it with God's will for his people. And try to say that he uses it to teach people things. To develop character. To develop holiness. Never mind they have no scripture for it. None. In order for something to be scriptural what do you need? Scriptures. (laughs) Right? You need scriptures. You need scriptures where Jesus tells people, I'm sorry, you can't be healed because it's not God's will for you to be healed. The Lord's teaching you something in this. Can you find anything that remotely compares to that in the Bible? It's not there. In even one place, just just one, a half of a verse, where the Lord ever intimated to somebody, no, not now. It's not God's timing to heal you. Not yet. Is that anywhere in there? I've been reading it for years and I had not seen that. I have seen some other things. Where he said yes and amen. Where he said I will. Do we have scripture for I will? We just read it three times tonight. Huh? Boy, that makes me want to jump a seat. We just read it three times tonight. I will. He didn't have to record that three times. But he did. Everybody say, I will. will. What did Jesus say about healing? I I will. I will. Leprosy was and is an awful thing. If you go back and read Leviticus 13, chapters 13 and chapter 14, you'll find that among other things, when a person was diagnosed with leprosy, they were pushed out of the community. If it was a walled city, they couldn't live inside the city. They had to live out in the wilderness by their self. They had to live completely alone. They had, if they were remotely around anybody, they had to cover their mouth with some kind of a veil. And if anybody got within shouting distance of them, they had to yell, unclean, unclean, stay away. What an awful life. Can't be around your family, can't be around your kids or your grandkids, can't pursue a, a, a profession. I mean, your, your life, in, a, in one sense, is over, even though you're still living. How many know that is not of God? How many understand that Jesus said that he is the good shepherd? Good shepherd looks out after the sheep, leads the sheep, feeds the sheep takes care of the sheep, gets the sheep healed and protects the sheep. He said, the thief comes not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I'm come that you might have life. Healing is life manifested in the body. That you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. That literally means super abundantly. A full, super, overflowing, abundant life. Well, sickness steals. It's a thief. It steals your energy. It steals your time. It steals your money. Doesn't it? It robs uh, husbands of wives. And wives of husbands and parents of children and children of parents. Doesn't it? It's a thief. It's a killer. Isn't it? It's a destroyer. How could it please God that He makes man... Perfect in his own likeness and image. And here comes something that will destroy a human body and distort it and twist it and mar it and deform it until it doesn't even resemble God anymore. How could that please the creator? How many would agree sickness is not an improvement on God's original creation? It came into the world as a result of sin and the fall, didn't it? Death, sin, poverty, mental oppression, all forms of bondage. All this stuff is the product of of the enemy and sin. But thank God there's an answer. There is deliverance. There is healing. God still heals today. Luke said he was full of leprosy. He was covered with leprosy. It was far advanced. Probably would be considered hopeless. Probably would have been considered incurable. Incurable. And uh, notice what he did in Mark 1, verse 40. He came to Jesus. How many know that's the place to go when you're pronounced incurable? You know, that's what Hezekiah did when he was told that he was going to die. He turned his face to the wall. What do you see when you look at the wall? Well, nothing but the wall, but after a while, you don't see that either. What's he doing? He's looking away from everybody and everything, and he's looking to God. Amen? And he's calling on the Lord. And this leper came to him, beseeching him and kneeling down to him. Kneeling is an indication of humility, isn't it? Do you understand that pride will hinder your faith from working? Hmm? There's been times when uh, I've gone to pray for people, and you could tell they're they're embarrassed that you prayed for them. They're looking around like, "Not here. Uh, can't we go in the back? I, I don't want anybody to know you're praying for me. I, I don't want anybody to know that that uh, I, I I asked for prayer. I don't want anybody. Well, see, that's a problem. Here, this man publicly, he could be stoned, huh? Forbid, he's supposed to stand way off in the distance and yell, "Unclean!" Here he comes. <laughs> Hits the dirt. Hmm. This now, let's don't just slide past this. Now this is important. How do you receive healing? Now you don't have to grovel and beg. I don't mean that. No, we've already talked about. If you're a believer, you're not a beggar. Faith is not a beggar. Hmm. But Faith is not independent, faith is completely dependent on God and knows that He's my source, He's my healer, He's my creator, He gives me my next breath and worships. Everybody say worship. You know you can get healed just worshiping God? Not anything else, just worshiping God. Just paste your nose in the carpet. And go, oh God, you're my healer. I worship you. You're my healer. I worship you. I adore you. I worship you. You're my healer. Just lay on the floor and do that for an hour. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hmm? You can be healed just doing that. But you can't be stiff. And, and you have to conform to me. There, there's a fellow that, that wanted to be that way. Remember Naaman? Huh? Very powerful man politically. Very influential. Wealthy man. He heard about a fellow that had a healing ministry. The prophet. You remember? And he rode up in his nice chariot to the house. And and the man of God didn't even come out and see him. He he rode all this way. Didn't even get to see the preacher. Preacher sent his helper out there. And he said. "Uh, You go in this river and wash. Dip seven times. You'll come again clean. Oh it made him mad. They peeled out of the driveway. <laughs> he said they're ripping down the road in the limo. And he's going. Pfft. The least the man could have done. Was come out and see me. I thought surely. He, he would strike his hand over the place. And he would call. him. See, he, he thought surely he'd lay hands on him. He thought surely he would pray for him. He didn't even come see him. He almost missed his healing didn't he. After a while, he blew off steam and he got through and they were just ripping down the road and quiet, you know, in the chariot. And uh, uh, one of his uh, aides said, you know, sir, you know, we were prepared to, to pay big money. We were prepared to go to extremes to do whatever the man of God said. And we came all this way and he just said, go dip in the river. Why not? Let's just do that. I mean, what do we got to lose? We came all this way. He did tell us to do something. Silence. So, People choke on their pride, don't they? How many know? After a while, he says, you know, we came all this way. (laughs) And uh, we were prepared to do extreme things. Maybe we should just go ahead and, and do that. Just tell the driver, go ahead and go over by that river. And he says, excellent, sir. That's a good idea. I think that's what we should do. <laughs> but he almost missed his healing. Because he's going to require God to do it this way. Hmm? No, you don't tell God how to heal you. You do what he tells you to do. And you'll find in these sessions as we go along, the Lord's going to direct us. Amen. He may direct us, all right, now we've preached the word. Everybody stand up and worship God. Well, then don't come so well. I want hands laid on me. Hmm? Because I'll say, well, now, didn't you worship? Were you worshiping? Well, no, I was waiting. Well, then you missed it. Be here next Friday. (laughs) I'm laughing, but I'm serious, too. Why? Because I'm not the healer. Amen. Amen. And I could do what you wanted me to do. That wouldn't make you healed. Right. We need to do what the anointing is on. Amen. What the Lord is directing to do. Now if the Lord directs us to lay hands. Then that's where it's at for right then. Yeah. And we'll do that too. But if he says go dip in the river. Then bless God we'll all go to the river. Yeah. <laughs> and don't ask for prayer. Just get ready to Dip. How <laughs> I many know what I'm talking about? <laughs> oh man, your pride can keep you from being healed. Pride is the enemy of faith. What goes along with faith? Humility. Humili—real humility—goes along with faith. This, you see this man? He comes. He, you know. Not thinking about what people's going to say about him. You know they're going to look on him with disgust. He looks terrible. He's probably peeling and scaling and boils and running and all that stuff. And he's despised. He's considered an outcast and repulsive. But he comes. No matter what anybody might say. And he throws himself on the ground and beseeches the Lord and worships him. Amen. Everybody say worships him. worships him. Are you too proud to worship God? No. Good. Good. How many know there's times to forget about your suit, forget about your dress, hit the floor. Amen. Kneel. Forget about your forget about whatever you got on. Put your nose in the carpet. Amen. Worship God. Put your head on the floor. Stand around, look at people and go, Well, praise the Lord. <laughs> That's just not me. Wh- why? Why not why shouldn't all of God's creation worship him? Amen. Amen. Well, I'm just not comfortable with that. Why? Because you're so full of pride? That'd be a bad thing. God will deliver you from that too. Amen. 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 How many of you ought not be too uh, too embarrassed? You ought not be embarrassed at all. And you ought not be uncomfortable. You ought not be ashamed to stand up and praise God. Amen. When these guys sing, you sing. Amen. Sing. Some say, well, I'm not a singer. We're not recording you. Just sing. <laughs> Sing. Amen. Everybody lifts their hands, you lift your hand. Amen. Everybody says praise God, you say praise God. Huh? Some say, well, that's just going along with the bunch. Well, if you're not going along with this bunch, you go along with another one. Is that bunch as good as this? I don't think so. The stuffy, stiff bunch. The proud ultra reserve bunch. No, you don't, you don't want to be a member of that club. No. Be a member of this wild bunch. Yeah. This hallelujah bunch. This yeah. praise God and lift the hand and yeah. fall on the floor and shout and run bunch. Yeah. Amen. Right. Amen. Amen. You hang around here long enough, you'll see all of that. Yeah. Yeah. The leper came to him, beseeching him, kneeling down to him and saying to him, here he is humbling himself. And here's his big question. Can you see why the Lord included this in the Bible? Yeah. What's his big question? If, if you will. Listen, friend, if is the badge of doubt. I said if is the badge of doubt. If you will, you can make me clean. Now here, he has some faith. But faith is not just faith. You can be strong in faith in one area and be completely in unbelief in another area. You can have strong faith that God is real. That doesn't mean you have any faith to be healed. You can have strong faith that Jesus is coming again. Doesn't mean you have any faith for prosperity. Did you hear me? What does this man have faith in? At this point, does he have faith to receive his healing? No. (laughs) I'm not trying to set you up. Think with me. Why would you say that, Brother Keith? Let's look more specifically. He does have faith. He wouldn't be here unless he had faith. Something motivated him to leave his solitary existence to brave the crowd to come there and and worship something moved him he does believe something doesn't he he must believe he he, you know he probably doesn't believe that jesus is the son of god most people didn't have that revelation at that point he probably believes this is a prophet which he was an anointed man he's heard about other people being healed and he believes what There you go. He believes that he can. Let's just stop right there. Is he healed? No. No. Don't you suppose he started believing this before just this second? Hmm? I don't know how long he believed Jesus could heal him. But all the time he believed that while questioning his will, he is not healed. Do you see this? You can go down the tubes. You can perish completely convinced God can heal you. Are you with me? Because believing God can heal is not faith to receive healing. Y'all are quiet. Well, there, there are reasons why some are healed and some are not. Right? I don't claim to know all of them. But I know this. It is the will of God for us all to be healed. Amen? And I know this, that this is the foundation of faith to receive a healing. As long as you're questioning if it's His will, you are not standing on firm ground to receive a healing. Anybody remember Mark eleven twenty three and twenty four? He said, verse twenty four, "What things soever you desire, when you pray, believe, believe, believe what? Believe that God can do it. No, you need to believe that. You should believe that. But that's not what that said. Hmm?" Believe that God is able. Believe that God has all power. Believe that God's a good God. That's all wonderful and good, but that won't—that's not enough. Hmm? What did He say? Mark eleven twenty-four. What things serve you desire when you pray? Believe that you receive. Amen. Well, if you if you desired healing, believe that you receive healing, and what did He say? You shall have. In this case, healing. Not only must you believe that God's real, not only must you believe that God's good, not only must you believe that God can, that He has the power. You you see, people, tears, utter sincerity. I believe He's able. Oh, I believe He's able. I believe God can do anything. That's wonderful. But if that's as far as you go, you can die believing that, you can perish. And not be healed, and people go away and say, "Well, look, there was a good saint of God, and they loved God with all their heart, and, and, and they had such faith, and, and God didn't heal them. That proves it's not God's will to heal all. It proves no such thing." I said, "It proves no such thing." This man had a question. He was convinced. He was persuaded the Lord could do it. Amen. Wasn't he? But he had a question, didn't he? What was his question? Is it your will? Oh, man, isn't that where so much of the church world is today? Is it his will? Is it his will? Well, how are we going to answer this question? Do you know what an issue this is? I mean, I stand up here and just boldly saying it. But do you understand they have whole conventions over this? Whole denominations fight about this. I mean the books published on this subject. To fill this auditorium many times over. About why it's not always. His will. I'm telling you very boldly. It is always. His will. For you to be healed. Hmm. Somebody said, what are you basing that on? Many things. Here's one solid pillar. Hmm. This man. There's many things that Jesus said and did that were not recorded, but the Holy Ghost chose this. Put it in this book. Why? Because it's a direct revelation of the will of God. For all people, for all time. This man looked at him. He's beseeching him. He's sincere. He has faith in God's power to heal him, but he's not sure it's his will. So he looks him in the eye and says, I know you can. I know you can do it. If you will. If it's your will. How do we answer this? Oh, glory to God. Jesus. Hallelujah. Moved with compassion. Oh, glory to God. What is compassion? Compassion. It literally means your insides yearn. Your your, your bowels, it says. Your insides. Well, see, where is the heart of man? Your heart's not your blood pump. No. Your heart's the center and the core of your being. No. When this man looked at him. Jesus knew he was sincere. He was in some ignorance and confusion. But he was sincere. And he had some faith in his ability. He looks at this man. And when this man says. How many know this man is not playing games? He is, he is as serious as he could possibly be. And he says. I worship you. I know you can heal me. If it's your will. And Jesus heart rises up. Oh glory to God. He is love. This is not pity. This is not sympathy. Some of your modern uh, paraphrases say sympathy. I don't like that. Look up these words. He didn't just feel sorry for him. That wouldn't even be Faith. If he believes he can be healed, why well, I feel sorry for him. Amen. But he is touched with the feeling of his infirmities. Yeah. And he cares that he's gone through all this stuff. And he cares that he's struggling with this issue about his will. And hallelujah, yeah. all seminary discussion and debate and barbed wire entanglement of theological theory aside, yeah. he looks at him and says... I will be clean. Oh, friend, this stands above all the hype and hoopla. This stands above all men's reasoning and rhetoric. This is the word of the living God. Heaven and earth will pass away and all denominational opinions. But this, this... Stands. Glory to God. Oh it's a pillar in my heart Amen. Anytime anybody asks the question Do you think he would heal me Do you think it's his will I hear it ringing in my ears I hear it out of Matthew 8 I hear it out of Luke 5 I hear it out of Mark 1 I hear Jesus saying I will Has he changed Then he's still saying I will Is he a respect to a person's then he'll say, I will to you. Amen. I may preach before this is over with. I get excited about healing. It shows the nature of God, doesn't it? People who debate the will of God about healing don't know Him in this. I didn't say they weren't saved, they don't know Him in this area. Hmm? Think about it. Think about looking at Jesus. Hanging on the cross. The blood flowing down. In an agony. And you look up at him and you go, Lord, is it your will for me to be saved? That's ignorant. Isn't it? Why is he bearing your sins? Why is he bearing your transgressions? To provide a way for you to be saved. Right? To be cleansed. what about seeing him tied. At the whipping post. Seeing him scourged. Seeing the stripes laid on him. And looking and going. Lord is it your will for me to be healed? Do you want me to be healed? Well. Why is he there? Did the scripture say. He took upon himself. He bore our sicknesses. He carried our pains. Does it say that? Yes. Isaiah, Matthew, Peter. Does it say by his stripes yes, sir. you were healed? By his stripes you are healed. Yes, sir. With his stripes. Amen. Then why question his will? Hmm? Amen. The Bible said don't be unwise. But understanding what the will of the Lord is. And this is the solid ground that faith is built upon. How many believe this, this leprous man believed him when he looked him in the eye? He's missing a huge part of his faith to receive. He believes in the power of God. He believes God has the power. That's a big step, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, a lot of people don't believe that. He believes the power of God could make these awful boils and all these scales and all this terrible stuff go away and give him clean skin. He believes that. He believes that if he could only figure out if it was the will of God or not for him to be healed. But how many think when the master looks him in the eye and said, I will. Do you think he's still wondering about it now? How much planter can he, No fanfare, no dancing around, no big words. Just, I will. How many think his faith is completed now? Faith comes by hearing, doesn't it? Hearing by the word, how many believe he is completely convinced now that it is the will of Jesus? It is the will of God for him to be healed. That's that's all you need. He's ready to receive. I said he's ready to receive. See, in in talking about healing, we we need to work on the receiving end, not the healing end. Not the sending end. And yet people do. In, In ignorance... They pray, and they beg, and they fast, and they pray, and they beg, trying to get God to heal. Well, friend, you don't have to talk God into something that was His idea. (laughs) (laughs) Healing was God's idea before your grandparents were ever born. Huh? Healing was God's plan and provision before it ever crossed your mind that you were going to require healing. Healing has been bought and paid for. Don't work on the sending in. No problem with the healer. There's no problem, there's no delay in the healer. Where's the challenge at? The receiver. That's us. That's that's where the, the delays come in. That's why sometimes it has taken people longer to be healed, not because it takes God a long time to heal, but sometimes people have thought wrong for decades. They've believed wrong, they've talked wrong, and they've got to get their mind renewed. Hmm? So they need to immerse themselves in the word of faith and healing, don't they? And I've seen it work time after time after time after time. Sometimes things have been resistance in people and wrong thinking. But if you'll just keep putting the word on it, just keep putting the word on it. Amen. It's kind of like pumping your tank full of gas. I mean, you wouldn't even if your uh, gauge didn't work. You could know it was full. Just just put that nozzle in there and pump that thing. And is it full yet? Well, the gauge don't work. Well, we know how to get it full. Just keep pumping. Just keep right. Just keep pumping. How do we know it's full? It'll kick back. You probably have gas on your sleeve. Is there a kickback? If you just keep pouring in that, you just keep pouring it to it, gas will be running out the mouth of that thing. How do we know you get full of the Word and full of faith? Put that Word nozzle in your ear and just pump that thing and pump that. How do we know you're full? Just keep pumping because when you start getting full, it will start kicking back out of your mouth. <laughs> Hallelujah. Instead of going, I don't know what we're going to do, what did the report say, I feel worse, I have the symptom, I don't know how we're going to make it, I don't know what's wrong, why isn't it working? You're not full of faith, full of doubt, full of fear. Right. When you get full of faith, you'll begin to say, I'm the healed of the Lord. Yeah. This is changing in my body. I'm going to live a long time. Yeah. The Lord's going to satisfy me. Show me his salvation. Amen. 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 He's making me whole and strong. I call my, you'll talk healing, you'll talk living, not dying. Health, not sickness. Amen. Amen. And this is a good start tonight. Hallelujah. Jesus said, he he reached out and touched him. Did you see that? Moved with compassion. He put forth his hand and touched him. Now, this is not the only way Jesus ministered healing to people. There's other ways. We're going to see them later. But this is one way that Jesus ministered to people. He reached out and and touched them. And through the touch, anointing can flow. The touch can be a point of contact where the, the one touching releases faith. And God can anoint people to different degrees of healing power. And healing power can be ministered through the touch. And through the touch the receiver can receive. It can be a point where you release your faith. And you say that's it. I received my healing. And oftentimes, be be conscious and aware. That healing went into you. You don't have to feel anything to be healed. But there are times when you will be conscious of healing power. Transmitted through the touch. How many know this is real? This is real. We're going to look a little bit later on at the account of the healing of the woman that had the issue of blood. And you remember she pressed through the crowd and touched Jesus' garment. And immediately felt in her body she was healed of that plague. Do you see these words immediately? Somebody said, boy, I'd like immediately. I know it. And and immediately still happen. But don't get focused on immediately and miss healing. Technically, healing means recovery, restoration. And there were cases in Jesus' ministry where people were not healed instantaneously. They were healed over a period of hours, over a period of time. This is a significant statement. Brother Kenneth Hagin makes this statement. He said healing is by degree based on the measure of anointing ministered and a measure of faith receiving. Healing is by degree. Based on the measure of anointing. minister. We could also say faith and anointing that's ministered. And then the measure of faith with which it's received. The minister's faith is a factor. The degree of anointing is a factor. The person receiving their faith is definitely a factor. Well, Jesus was anointed with the Spirit without measure. He had all the anointings uh, rolled into one extremely high a measure of anointing. Somebody said, well, he's God. Now he's not operating as God. Now, don't confuse that. He's operating as a man, anointing. But in, when he was walking the earth, he was the body of Christ. Yes. Now, he's the head and all of us are the body. Amen. Amen. But a very high measure of anointing. How many believe he ministered with a high degree of faith, too? Whew. Yes. <laughs> yeah, right. And the people that heard the word that brought faith heard it from him under his ministry. How many believe they probably got in some high degrees of faith yeah. from hearing all that too? Amen. Well, then we've got a lot of immediatelies. Yes. Yeah. And we also have some recoveries as we'll see later. But uh, the, the point is not what you feel. The point is that you believe you receive. Amen. That's the main thing. He reached out and touched him. Put forth his hand and touched him. He said, I will be thou clean. And what happened? What happened? Immediately the leprosy departed from him and he was cleansed. How did that happen? How did that happen? wonder what the technical medical term for that would be. Wonder what they would say if they examined him afterwards to explain what happened and how it happened. You don't even have to know. It's just good to be healed. Can you say amen? He told this man not to go tell. And he did anyway. And it caused him some problems. It limited his movements. You know you need to do with your healing what the Lord directs you to do. I say, well, of course he wants me to tell everybody he didn't him. And some people, you know, they get in this mode about, well, I'm going to prove to my family that healing is real. God didn't call you to prove healing. No. Amen. Called you to believe in healing. Amen. Receive healing. Yes. Amen. Yes. Don't get in this thing about you going to prove to everybody what works. No, uh, they can look at you totally healed and disbelieve if they want to. They can say, well, it just went into remission. Nobody knows these things, but they don't have to believe. You still give God the glory. All the glory, all the credit. You do with your healing and miracle what the Lord tells you to do. Let's go over it again. What did he believe? Hmm? He was convinced that God could heal him. Right? had the power. God was real and had the ability to heal him. That wasn't enough. He, he, I don't know how long he believed that, but he wasn't healed just believing that. Amen. But then his faith was made complete when he became completely convinced that it was the will of God for him to be healed right then. Yeah. Amen. Amen? Amen. When he believed that, doubt was gone. He's ready to receive. Jesus reached out and, and touched him. Amen. And released faith. And, and apparently anointing ministered to him. And his body was changed. Apparently from the inside out. His immune system I'm sure was changed. And his, uh, his skin became clean. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? The, the boils went away. Amen. The scales and the, the hives and the, the sores went away. And, and his skin is clean and smooth. Don't you know he just did this for several days? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, oh, he can go home. He can go home. He can be with his family. He can get back to his profession. Drive his chariot again. (laughs) (laughs) Hallelujah. Is this the will of God today? Is it the will of God for all today? This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge